Welcome to the Saturday Morning Show for everyone in Perth. The Jam with Janelle and Sam. Big news out of Hollywood, Sam. Mm-hmm. The nominations have been released for the 75th Annual Golden Globe Awards. Yeah. One of my favourite awards because it does TV and movies, which, you know, I'm equally. I love, I love them both equally. Like yeah. twisties. Yeah. Chicken and cheese. I love them both equally. Like your kids. You can't choose between them, right? <laughs> well, one's movies, one's TV. I kind of like the older one. But anyway, <laughs> on the line, oh, direct from Hollywood, is the host of Aussies in Hollywood, the podcast, uh, on available on Podcast One. And it is none other than Jenny Cooney. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Janelle and Sam. It's uh, been a long day. We started at 4 a.m. with those nominations. Um, wow. Now, you are on the... Committee for, for nominating. Well, I've, yeah, I'm a, I'm a member of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, and I vote for the Golden Globes. And there's only about eighty five of us, so it's a pretty big deal, and it's uh, really cool when you get to have a whole bunch of Aussies on the winning list. Well, that's quite a lot of power you wield there. Are you allowed to tell us how you <laughs> used that power? <laughs> Oh well, you know I've only got one vote, so it's not—it's not exactly uh, like I can control the whole thing. But um, I have to say, I'm always waving the flag when, and there's so much great Australian talent. But this year in particular, I mean, we've had Hugh Jackman, we had Catherine Langford with Thirteen Reasons Why, Nicole Kidman, and there's another Aussie, Bruna Papandrea, who produced Big Little Lies. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, of course, Margot Robbie with sure. Tanya, and she produced that as well. So there's a ton of. Great Aussies! It'll be a, a really fun red carpet. But apparently, uh, Yummy Mummy's got snubbed. <laughs> well, sorry to hear about that, Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> now, who who are the biggest nominations this year? Uh, well, I mean, the, the movie nominations are always the ones everybody's excited about. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, Dunkirk, which was out earlier in the year, the great World War Two movie that Chris Nolan directed. And there's a few coming up that you haven't heard of yet, but you will be. Um, one, of course, is called The Post, about the Washington Post-Pentagon Papers scandal, and it's directed by Steven Spielberg, which starring, you know, those nothing actors, Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep. So uh, that one <laughs> has got a Best Picture, um, Guernsey. And then there's a few other really lovely movies called The Shake of Water and Three Billboards, which um, were nominated. Ooh. I mean, there's a really great great group of films this year. And then, of course, you know, with TV, you just can't narrow it down. I mean, it was very hard to come up with only five shows, yes. in, you know, comedy and drama, because I'm watching so many more than five. Are there any notable misses for you out of those nominations for TV? For TV, I mean, it, it could have gone, I, I think a lot of people thought maybe the, the Deuce with James Franco was going to get nominated. Yeah. Uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal got nominated, but he missed out. I think that was made up for, though, because he's nominated for his film, The Disaster Artist. Mm. So that sort of worked out okay. Netflix had two best dramas, The Crown and Stranger Things, which were returns. And I think a lot of people were thinking that their new Western with Michelle Dockery called Godless might have gotten one of those spots. But, um, you know, there's nothing... It's very hard when people criticise and say you know, well, what happened to this show? I say, well, tell me what you would have taken out of the list. Yeah. True. So true. Any tips for holding a Golden Globe party? <laughs> well, you you could, you, you know, the drinking game is always good at the Golden Globe <laughs> party because everybody's already drunk in the room. Um, so I would say, you know, just come up with a good drinking game. How many times they thank the Hollywood Foreign Press 
who, by the way, they've never heard of us and they never know who we are the rest of the year. <laughs> um, so other than that, you know, I think, I think uh, it's just such a fun night and you can really feel that energy when you watch the show because it's such a small room and everybody in that room is just completely... You know, there's no entourages. You just wall to wall celebrities, and you can see that at home watching it on the telly. Mm. Yeah, it's always a thrilling award ceremony. Jenny Cooney, thank you so much for talking to us. It's certainly an exciting time for Hollywood and definitely for you. So you can catch Jenny on the Aussies in Hollywood with Jenny Cooney podcast, available now at podcast1.com.au. Thank you so much, Jenny. This is the jam. Now, I, I have a friend who's just come back from two years in Africa. He did that thing of he just went, you know what, I'm just going to go take some time out, do something worthwhile for the planet. Went over to Africa, helped build schools, did the whole thing, two years, had an amazing time, according to Instagram. Uh, anyway, he came back and I said, wow, what's it like being back? What's changed? What's stayed the same? He goes, everybody has Netflix now. And wow. He's, two years ago, a couple of nerds had worked out how to get around the geo-blocking, but not everybody was talking about Netflix. And I just realized it has become so ubiquitous. Everybody's on Netflix. There's conversations we have. What are you watching on Netflix? What are you watching on Netflix? Are there any blockbuster videos left? Uh, No, that I'm aware of. I know we've got one video store down the road from me, but they've started selling vinyl as well. In fact, possibly mostly because I don't think people are hiring DVDs much anymore. I think we've got like a vending machine at our shopping centre. Oh, yeah, the IGA does have a vending machine. Anyway, the Netflix came out and they gave us a little bit of uh, a little bit of insight into our watching history. Because yeah. they collect all the data, which well, is one would. of the things. Yeah, well, they can. <laughs> and somebody has watched the B movie. Seinfeld B movie 357 times this year. It was year. me, okay? It was me. <laughs> Wasn't me. <laughs> that's that's more than once a day. So you know what? Sometimes your kids get hooked on a show and it's just easier to whack that on. Y- yeah, I would say that's addictive personality disorder right there and you should probably look into that. Okay. <laughs> Somebody has also watched, um, oh no, 53 people watched The Christmas Prince 18 times so far now in, in December. Is. I don't know either, but I'm sure it's a Christmas movie. And they're all going, wouldn't it be funny if I just watched the same Christmas movie over and over again? Um, I watch a fair bit of Netflix, I have to admit. But um, I want to know, Janelle, what's your favourite Netflix show from 2017? Well, I, I write for the Sunday Times you also. Do. So I do watch a lot of TV. You have to. It's your job. I yep. have to. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> 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 fell into my lap perfectly. Um, so my favourite Netflix show for 2017 mm. Has to be Stranger Things too. Oh yes! It was absolutely engrossing and wonderful and quirky and nostalgic, and uh, a perfect follow-up season. Because I didn't have high hopes, to be honest. Yeah, it was a hard thing to follow, wasn't it? Top it. Now, a friend of mine's uh, wife had didn't watch it. He suggested it to her, and she went, "Whatever, it's sci-fi, it's scary. I don't want to watch it." Until yeah. one of her female friends said, "Oh no, you've got to watch it." She said, "I thought it was a bit scary." And she said, "It's a little bit scary." It's just a really good show. Yeah. So now it's she's watching like it, of E.T. course. E.T. scary. Yeah, E.T. scary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't show it to my seven-year-old, but still. Yeah, but I loved that. I also loved Atypical, which is a show about oh, a, nice. an autistic boy trying to get along, a, a highly functioning autistic boy. Uh-huh. It's built as a comedy, but I don't know. I think it's more of a, a drama, like a quirky drama. Fantastic. Yeah. Anything you're looking forward to for next year? The final season of Game of Thrones. It's yeah. not Netflix. But it's not Netflix, but I can't, we just cannot <laughs> wait. The Jam with Janelle and Sam. When did your kid outsmart you, Turns Janelle out and Sam? Turns out it happens a fair bit. I'm not mm. alone, am I, Janelle? 
Apparently not, according to all the calls that have come in. <laughs> well, Lynette from Beachborough, you uh, you share this uh, this moment of having kids outsmart you. When did it happen? Hi. Um, yes, we're having dinner with my little, uh, with my eight-year-old daughter, uh-huh. and she got in trouble for school for tall kid or something really silly. And we said, well, why did you do it? And she said, well, such and such was doing it. We said, well, if such and such told you to walk in front of a car, would you do it? She went, no. And then she said, wait, is it moving? (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. I applaud that, Lynette. You've raised that child well. It's, it's the semantics of it all. There's a, a young Laurie. lawyer in training. Well, let me just get the parameters of the problem and see if I can work around it. I love it. Carolyn from Maidley, have you got some clever kids in your life? I've got a six-year-old granddaughter. Yes. Who uh, outsmarty pantsed me. Tell us. I took her to see my sister and we were discussing zodiac signs and um, I, I said to my sister, what are you? And she said, I'm an Aries. And my granddaughter looked at me and she said, what are you, Grandma? I said, I'm a Capricorn. And she snickered and said, I can call you a nanny goat then. <laughs> <laughs> Very punny. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that is really good. And what a good uh, understanding of star signs at such a sh- young age. True. Yeah, I mean, that's really useful information as you get older. Uh, (laughs) All right, Bob. Yes, mate. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How'd you get outsmarted? Well, sitting at the lounge, this was some years ago, Mm -hmm. and my eight, nine-year-old son uh, told me that he had to do a three-minute speech on the Middle East War for school, and he was going up in the office to write it. He came back. And he read his creed, and uh, I put the clock on it. I said, mate, that was pretty good, but it only went for two minutes, so you're going to have to go home and uh, write a bit more. So he's gone about 30 seconds, and he came back and uh, to what's going on. He, he read the same screed again, two minutes, and he said, now we'll have a minute's silence for all those who have to <laughs> oh, Bob. Yeah. What is... <laughs> he said he's got a tip from the teacher for that. <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Sam's creased here, Bob. He's in heart. That is genius. I'm genius. so using that next time. Brilliant. Oh, so good, so good. Kids are so clever, aren't they? Yeah. Janelle and Sam, The Jam. Saturday mornings from 6 on Mix 94.5.